When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon. Tony Pat Sajak is celebrating his 40th year of hosting Wheel of Fortune. I'm Tony Kornheiser, wouldn't anybody get bored hosting the same show every day yeah. for decades now? Yeah, anything decades. more than 10 or 12 years. What are you doing? You're wasting yeah, people's I mean, time. They get tired years, of you. Huh? 21 years. Just stop. You grow old in front of America. You look god awful most of the time. Can't even look. <laughs> Welcome to PTI, boys and girls. In today's episode, more troubles for the Suns. Notre Dame needs a win, and David Pollock joins us for five good minutes. But we begin today with the Chiefs beating the Chargers last night, 27-24, mostly on the late 99-yard pick six interception of Justin Herbert. Herbert and Patrick Mahomes are young star quarterbacks in the league, though Herbert appeared to have significant rib pain late in the game after a couple of big hits. Wilbon, what was your takeaway from this game? The rib pain. That a couple of hits, multiple hits, and then just being unable to be himself. And he's great, by the way. Yeah. I mean, fully, you know, healthy. He's, he's just great. I mean, he may be the guy who bumps up against Patrick Mahomes in years to come and in the same division if they stay with those teams. So that, that's it for me, Tony. I'm not, there's no grand takeaway on a one-score game, even though that play has got to remind you. I know it reminds you of the Cardinals and the Steelers in the Super Bowl some years ago. And, this, you know, the Cardinals should have had a Super Bowl to their credit without that play. So that play stands out as a play. But in terms of what I'm going to carry maybe into next week or wonder about later this week or tomorrow at least, it's that rib injury and how healthy he's going to be going forward. So honestly, my original takeaway from the game was if you didn't have Amazon and you sprung for Amazon, yeah. you got your money's worth. You know, I didn't even know I had Amazon I did, so I wasn't up on a roof with an antenna trying to bring the game in. So I felt pretty good about that. It is so far, by the way, if you look at the Chargers, it's a tough start. They have the Raiders, a playoff team. They have the Chiefs, a playoff team. Mike, their next six are a lot easier. Jaguars, Texans, Browns, Broncos, Seahawks, Falcons. Probably should be 5-1 and one with that. But I'm reminded, when I watch that game, I'm reminded of what you have said for years about the San Diego and now Los Angeles Chargers that they take naps at they some do, point during man. the season, you know they that do. you don't trust them during the season. This was a game they could have won, maybe should have won, maybe, yeah. and they found a way to give it away yeah. late in the game, right? So that's that's always been yeah. your theory about it is, them. It might be. I was talking, still. Yeah, I was talking to Jason Lockenford today, our friend on the podcast this morning, and Jason said if you're going to go into Kansas City, the Chargers had to have a bigger lead at the end of the half. Because he's been to too many games in Arrowhead where the Chargers do something at halftime and then they come back, close you out. They may not beat the spread, but they win the game. And that's what they did By the way, Tony, last night I discovered Amazon didn't deliver to my house. I found it. Didn't deliver to my house. 6.33 left in the third. The screen goes out. I got a thousand channels and internet on everything. Amazon out. Didn't deliver. Amazon, amazing. So, you know. Luckily, Sports Center delivered the rest of it to me. They'll send a truck to your house in an hour. There is movement. 
movement in the Robert Sarver story, which you, Mike, think is going to continue. Yes, I do. The Suns owner with the second largest stake in the team behind Sarver, John Najafi, called for Sarver to resign in an open letter to team employees. And PayPal, which sponsors the Suns jerseys, said it will no longer do that if Sarver comes back. Wilbon, what impact do you expect these developments to have on Adam Silver and the rest of the NBA owners? Doesn't need to impact Adam Silver or the NBA owners. This is a civic uprising in part, Tone. It's a drip now, but it's louder than that. I've been on the phone and receiving texts today from people in Arizona where I spent a chunk of my time. And repeatedly, I'm hearing, he's not going to make it. Because you know PayPal pulled out, and I'm getting texts from people, including folks in the business community, saying... This guy's pulling out, and they're about to pull out, and there's going to be more of this. That's what I'm being told right now in live time. And so, Tony, it's not about Adam Silver, and it's not about the other owners. You can receive... People think, people back east, back here, where you and I are, they think Phoenix is some outpost still. And like, you know, the Dion Warwick singing, by the time I get to Phoenix, like it's 1966. It's not. Oh, that was Do You Know the Way to San Jose. I confused my Western cities. It's the fifth or sixth, I think the fifth largest city in America. It's a big place, and there can be agitation. It doesn't have to be New York City to have people get upset and say, enough, we're not having that. That seems to be what's happening there now to Robert Sarver. Yeah, small little point here. I think Glenn Campbell had the original uh, hit Campbell, by the time he I did. get to Phoenix. He did, you're right. Glenn Campbell. Um, so my feeling about this is there is a tipping point in everything. Mm-hmm. I don't think we've reached that tipping point Not yet. yet. Not yet. I don't think one sponsor can do it, and I don't think that a co-owner who may want to buy the team himself can do it. I have always thought the players could do it, and I still believe that if the Phoenix Suns as a group, a united group, say, we're not playing then we're done if he's going to own the team. And I think Adam Silver has to listen to that. I have thought about Adam Silver. You and I differ on this. I believe that Adam Silver has to be uneasy right now. I believe he has to wonder, have I lobbied the players enough from my point of view? Have I lobbied the owners enough from a point of view? Is his footing sure at this point? Because I think, like you, there could be a tidal wave. I think there could be a lot of sponsors. And Tony, Tony, I think that there could be a lot of players. The players have to say we, not I. Yeah. But I think there could be a lot of players. We don't disagree on Adam Silver at all on any of that. That's my point is a different point. Phoenix to you may as well be Europe. It's not to me. It's a place that I I know to some degree. Tony, people are not in your house. Yeah, you you have been in my house. It was a while ago. I have. People are not happy, Tony. They are unhappy. And what I'm saying to you is civic pressure brought to bear. That will also resound with Adam Silver, even if he's in New York, and even if he's like you, and he thinks he's 20,000 miles away instead of 2,500. I'm just saying, stuff is brewing there. One withdrawal does not create that tidal wave. Let's see where this is going. That's all I'm saying. How did I become anti-Phoenix? You I know, like Phoenix. You don't, the I like, you. How did I become anti-Phoenix? You don't come out enough. You, you people? Is this a you, you people situation? Yeah, you're worried okay. about the javelina. You know, you got you and Steven there. You got to <laughs> stop with the javelina and Greeny. Oh, wait, all you New Yorkers. Let's go to college football and Notre Dame hoping to get its first win of the season tomorrow. The Irish lost to Ohio State in week one and Marshall in week two. Now face 2-0 Cal in South Bend. Tony, new Notre Dame coach Marcus Freeman is 0-3 if you include last year's bowl game loss. 
Does tomorrow's game then already feel like a must win for him? It certainly does to me. You know how I think about Notre Dame. That's the University of College Football in America. That is the most beloved and the most polarizing school that plays college football. Amen. And they hired a coach who had never blown a whistle as a head coach anywhere in his life. I know the players love him. Do the fans love him? Do the alums love him? Do the donors love him? If he starts 0-4, how do you tamp down the commentary on 0-4 at that point? I do think he has to win, Mike, and I think he should. I mean, Cal's 2-0, but what is Cal exactly? They're a mediocre team in a bad conference. They have beaten UC Davis. They've beaten UNLV. Really, what is that? They were 5-7 last year. But I think they got. I think Notre Dame's got to win this game. I'm not saying it's a Scott Frost situation, but you don't want to get on that train. You don't want to get on it. Okay, but is Cal in a better conference than Marshall? <laughs> yes, they are. Yes. I mean, so, yes. so it's a must win in this way, Tony. It, the discussion can overwhelm you in, in South Bend. It can. And yes, and around, you know, regionally, and then it just sort of ripples out around the country. Is he going to get fired? No, Notre Dame's not going to do what Nebraska did with no, Scott Frost. He's no, just not going to do that. No, But, Tony, no. I was a young pup, 22 years old, and I had to remember when our, our dear boss, your former boss, George Solomon, sent me to South Bend to write about Jerry Faust. How about that name? 1981, I, I think it was, and I think he went five and six. And, Tony, you would have thought the world was coming to an end. Now, Notre Dame had not had sort of some of the disappointment by 1981 that it has had by now. But, but, but Jerry Faust was a guy who had never blown a whistle as a college head coach. He had come from high school. High school coach. And it just underscores yeah. how difficult it is to go to Notre Dame and sort of ride yes. that mule. Man, it's hard. And so I root for, you know, <laughs> I don't ever root for Notre Dame, but I root for Marcus Freeman. Not in any one school situation against an opponent, but just, I am tomorrow. I don't want to see him get off to this kind of start. And it, it's close to must. They're not going to fire him if he loses. But in other no. contexts, it is must win. But Notre Dame never starts 0-3. You just can't no. do that. Let's take a break. Coming up is Jimbo Fisher staring at a second straight loss. We will ask David Pollack. We'll also ask him if Nebraska will look any different under their new coach. No longer Scott Frost. I've played golf with you at three different courses in Phoenix. Don't hammer me. Don't Did say I don't you, like Phoenix. And you haven't come back. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com. 
PTI fans, listen up. Have you heard you can listen to episodes of this very show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership? That's right. All your favorite PTI episodes can be heard on Amazon Music ad-free. But that's not all. You can listen to other top podcasts like The Low Post and First Take ad-free as well. They also have your favorite shows like The Daily, Part of My Take, and Up First, all without ads. You know what this means. Uninterrupted listening, so no more cliffhangers. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts, so we know they definitely have something for you. And it's already included in your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to Amazon.com slash PTI. That's Amazon.com slash PTI to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. College game day usually comes to us from a tradition, traditional college football powerhouse, but this week it's at Appalachian State. See, I App said Appalachian, State. not Appalachian. App I got State, that right. Baby. Where we find our great friend, even though he's like 70 years younger than us, Mr. David <laughs> Pollock. And we're going to start with this, David. 60 years younger. App State, App State beat Texas A&M last week. Boom. The Aggies try to bounce back against number 13 Miami. How concerned should A&M be? about losing again this week? Well, it, it's interesting. It's very much like basketball, and you, and you guys obviously get to talk basketball, but, you know, App State is a team that has the seniors, the upperclassmen. A&M's very young, growing, developing, highly recruited kids, but they haven't played together like in basketball when you see those mid-majors have a lot of success. So A&M's going to be fine. They made the quarterback switch to Max Johnson, which had to happen. Max fits Jimbo Fisher's personality better. He'll throw the football better through the air. Their offense will become more dynamic. Their defense is been great throughout the season. They got a rough stretch coming up, but they needed to make a a decision at quarterback. They needed to go with the best thrower. And so switching to Max Johnson, I think, will pay dividends right away. David, we don't get to often ask you about BYU, number 12 now, but they've beaten the top 10 team in Baylor. Now they're going on the road to 25, number 25, Oregon. Is BYU actually any good? They are good, and, and Mike, here's what's going to be interesting about this. When I, when I look at BYU, remember, they're not a group of five. They're an independent, so they're like Notre Dame. So, but, but you got a big win against Baylor, a top-10 win. you still got Notre Dame on the schedule. you got a top-25 Oregon, and then you got the big daddy with Arkansas who's in the top-15. So they've got some ability to make some noise. They play physical. If you watch the BYU-Baylor game, you're sore the next day just from watching that game. I mean, they were absolutely thumping each other. BYU's got a grown offensive line, a quarterback in Jaron Hall that is a stud that will be drafted highly in the NFL draft next year. Good mobility. They've already felt adversity. They're, they were out their first, their best two wide receivers for the first couple games and still making plays. BYU will be very interesting. If they can go to Oregon and get through Oregon, you look at the schedule, there's a lot of layups, but there's also Notre Dame and Arkansas, a couple big brands that could help them and maybe put them in the college football playoff conversation. All right, we go from a team that could make some noise to a team that's been pretty much whimpering particularly this season, Nebraska playing their first game after firing Scott Frost. The Huskers have number six Oklahoma. Mickey Joseph's coaching his team for the first time. Do you expect the Cornhuskers to look substantially different in such a short period of time under a new coach? 
I think it's hard to change the, the culture overnight. That's a difficult thing to do. But sometimes, man, you just get new juice and new energy. And the players respond really, really well. Listen, Nebraska's not the best roster, and their defense is atrocious. So they're not going to turn it around and all of a sudden be great. But how about the decision? Like, have y'all – Tony, Mike, I mean, think about – if you've got 21 days left on your coach's contract and you're the AD and you can save yourself seven and a half million dollars, seven and a half million dollars, and you say, no, three weeks is worth seven and a half million dollars, something's really wrong. There's got to be something extremely toxic in that environment. So to, to fire your own, you know, son that came home with Scott Frost, you know, winning the Heisman Trophy, you know, that quickly. Something was really, really wrong. I think this will get them in a more positive direction, but then I think they're going to get go to the coaching realms and, and, and Matt Campbell or somebody that's really, really proven. Guys, the difference between the Big Ten and the SEC is so stark now. The money is so big. Any coach like Luke Fickle or Matt Campbell or these coaches that are big-time coaches that are playing in other conferences, this gives them a chance to close that gap, make more money, and be in a position where they're going to position themselves well for the college football playoff success in the future. Uh, I'll get to your question in a second. I just want to add parenthetically here. I'm glad I listened to you and Wilbon. Did you both say that Oregon was number 25? Did, uh, am I nuts? Or did Oregon lose to Georgia early in the season by 3,000 points and they're 25? And now I'll get to the question, David, because that's your school. Yeah, I actually think more of Alabama after the close win over Texas the other week. I thought the quarterback made such great plays on that last drive. Are you with me to think more about Alabama, or are you going to say to me, Tony, you're an idiot? You're an idiot. Uh, I mean, I was taught in the South to respect my elders. I don't know that I can use idiot, but I I would say, Tony, that – I would say maybe you were drinking a little something, something to, to look at that game and go, man, I feel better about Alabama. I think there's real question marks now. When you look at their offensive line, I, I think there's, uh, I don't think they're as great as they've been. Receivers, they're not as great and as explosive as they've been. Bryce Young pulled one out of the fire, and he's still a big-time playmaker, but his longest completion was 23 yards, and he looked very human for most of the game, 14 penalties. So I just think that I think Alabama's got a bunch of things that they're going to have to get cleaned up. But I do know this. From watching Alabama, they, they used to have such a big gap of talent between everybody else and them. That's gone. Like, Georgia's closed that gap. A&M's closed that gap. Ohio State's closed that gap. They're way more human than they've used to be. They're still a great football team, and, but they're going to have to reinvent themselves offensively in their, in their thought process because they can't be what they were a year ago or two years ago or three years ago. Nick Saban will do it, but I just don't look at Alabama and go, man, they're the best team in the country, clearly. I think there's several teams we could talk about and poke holes and find deficiencies in all of them. David, it's a pleasure David, to have you. Thank, thank you so, so much. much. Appreciate thank it. You. Thank you. App State. Appreciate it, guys. Yeah. You can catch college, college game day starting tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. Eastern. Let's take one last break still to come. What should the Astros expect from the return of Justin Verlander tonight? Probably a quality start, seven innings, eight strikeouts. Is it wishful thinking to believe yeah. that my Bears could upset Aaron Rodgers and the Packers in Lambeau Sunday night? No. No, it's not. I would say that the App State win over A&M is great, but when they went into the big house Michigan. and they beat Michigan, yeah. that's the greatest that's upset about, ever, it that's seems about to me.
Vivid Seats wants to get you to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part? Each transaction is a step toward a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats Rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code PTI. That's code PTI. Visit vividseats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Happy time, people. Happy 37th birthday tomorrow, Alex Ovechkin. The grade eight is chasing the grade one. That's what has largely left for Ovechkin's career, the pursuit of Wayne Gretzky's goal standard of 894 career goals. Ovechkin's a goal scorer. His 630 assists are less than one third of Gretzky's phenomenal 1,963. But Ovechkin has 780 goals now. He will surely pass Gordie Howe's 801 this coming season. And then there is just Gretzky ahead of him. Ovechkin has spent his entire 17-year career with the Washington Capitals and led them to their only Stanley Cup in 2018. Last year at 36, he had 50 goals. Will on your golf pals with Gretzky, you can't be rooting for Ovechkin to catch him. Well, Tony, I'm sort of conflicted. How about the Capitals winning another Stanley Cup? How about that? That would, I mean, that would look great on Ovechkin's resume. He's not Gretzky. Yes. Nobody's Gretzky. Gretzky is, sorry, Bostonians who want to say Bobby Orr, Gretzky is by far the GOAT in the NHL by 100 miles. And Gretzky, I mean, and Ovechkin catching him can't change that part of the equation. Happy anniversary, Minka Fitzpatrick. On this day three years ago, the Miami Dolphins traded an unhappy Fitzpatrick to the Pittsburgh Steelers for a first, a fifth, and a sixth-round draft pick. Fitzpatrick had requested a trade after playing four different positions in a 59-10 loss to Baltimore and feeling he was being used wrongly. Nearly everyone scoffed at the Steelers, but at free safety, Fitzpatrick had five interceptions and a forced fumble that season. He's gotten better with time. Last week against division rival Cincinnati, Fitzpatrick had 10 solo tackles and a pick six TD, plus he blocked the potential game-winning PAT, forcing overtime where the Steelers won. Tony, you know what? The, the, the Steelers are never bad. They never pick first, not since I think Terry Bradshaw. They're always picking at the middle or the bottom. They scout better than anybody. Right? Because they scout the college draft and they scout the NFL personnel who other people think are done. The Steelers are superior in that way. Happy trails to the Aces sweeping the sun. Connecticut's Alyssa Thomas had the first triple-double in WNBA Finals history last night as Connecticut staved off elimination and ruined Wilbon's continual prediction of a Las Vegas sweep. Thomas got 16 points, 15 rebounds, and 11 assists in Connecticut's 105-76 drubbing of Las Vegas, prompting Las Vegas coach Becky Hammond to say admiringly of Thomas, quote, she's a beast. I went to a UFC fight the other night. I would not want to get in the cage with her. She's just tough, tough, tough. 
unquote. Connecticut has won elimination games in these playoffs against Dallas, Chicago, and now Las Vegas. And game four is Sunday in Connecticut. This is good for the league, Tone. I predicted sweep, but I didn't want to see one. And now I'm happy to see game four. I would be thrilled to see game five. One update, Justin Herbert has fractured rib cartilage. Yeah. He is now day-to-day. Wilbon, let's go quickly to rib the big finish. Let's do good. it. Astros ace Justin Verlander expected to pitch tonight for the first time since August 28. What do you expect? He's got the sorry A's and he's got him at home. I expect a quality start. Celtics owner Wick Grossbeck tells the Boston Globe that he believes his Celtics have been overrated. What do you think of that? No, they were in the finals last year and they got better. The Rays fielded Major League Baseball's first all-Latino lineup on Roberto Clemente Day. Your thoughts? thought it was very cool and all wearing 21. Clemente's 21. That resonates with me, a kid who grew up watching Clemente. Serena posted to Roger Federer, welcome to the retirement club. Your thoughts? That she's going to retire. It's time. She knows it. Last one, Bears and Packers on Sunday night. Who you got? You know who I got, but he owns us. I can't even dispute that until we beat him. Makes me angry. We're out of time. We'll try and do better the next time. Andy Applegate, shout out 20 years. I'm Mike Wilbon. Have a great weekend, knuckleheads. And now, beat Rogers. Here's SportsCenter. PTI. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.